So hi, hello and welcome, Mike Rope Hunter here and today I want to talk about obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, as it relates uh, to contamination and also to microorganisms and pathogens. And uh, the reason why I would like to talk about this topic is because uh, over the last uh, two weeks or so, I've had a very intensive email exchange with another person. I don't know where the person lives. I don't know whether it's a man or a woman. I don't even know the age. Um, but this person has been asking me desperately for advice uh, because he or she is really worried about contamination. And uh, it is such a new, I mean, I know I've heard about people being really worried about uh, getting uh, diseases like over viruses and bacteria, this type of contamination. That's something that I've known. But this person was afraid of his or her own blood. I cannot believe this. I, it took me several days even to realize what's going on because this was so strange and different and alien to me um, that one can be afraid of your own dead blood that I Initially, for a couple of days, I didn't even understand the problem. Uh, so what I want to do with this episode is, is I want to explain this to you, what was going on here. And uh, if you are yeah, scientifically inclined, if you're also into microscopy or microbiology, just like I am, um, then I hope that this episode kind of helps you a little bit understand what those people are going through. And if you are yourself a sufferer of OCD, um, yeah, then I hope that my explanation also helps you a little bit, even though I have to admit I doubt it. Because people who have this condition, I think that's a psych it's a psychological condition, right? Um, and uh, this means that you have to, in my view, you have to treat uh, the issue from a psychological viewpoint. And if the people are not afraid anymore of uh, whatever they are afraid of, then maybe a different fear is going to take uh, hold of them, right? And uh, I just want to start off now with a story that goes back already 30 years um, when I was still at university. We had a, a lecture at university by a virologist. Is a guy who studying viruses, and he he was a pretty big, uh, yeah, well-known guy at the university, and also nationally. So he was the guy that people interviewed uh, when there was a new disease coming out and so on. So he always gave his opinion about public health. Yeah. So he was already also known a little bit in the media, and he received telephone calls. He told this us uh, to us in in the lecture at the university. Yeah, uh, um, it was a virology lecture because I studied microbiology, right? For those of you who don't know. And um, he talked, uh, he, he told us uh, at that time um, about a telephone call that he received. So he received a telephone call from a really worried mother. Okay. And this worried mother was really, uh, at that time, you have to understand around 30 years ago, um, the whole thing about HIV AIDS was still much more in the media than it is now in the media. Okay. Uh, but at that time, I'm not saying that it's a, not a problem anymore, but at least at that time, it was uh, the whole HIV uh, AIDS uh, issue was pretty heavily discussed and debated in, in the public. And the guy, uh, the virologist, my professor, he received a telephone call and, uh, of a very worried mother, um, and the story is as follows. Uh, she said that, yeah, they have a garden, and uh, they have a gardener, so they hired a, a guy who uh, was uh, kind of you know, cutting the grass and, and putting the leaves away and, and all these things, doing gardening work. And uh, there are now gardening tools that, that the family supplied, and uh, he used those gardening tools, and uh, because he was working so hard, um, he basically had blisters um, on his hands. And, uh, yeah, 
he, the mother saw that and uh, he put the tools away. And then sometime later, the children, um, of the, of the mother, um, took those gardening tools and now all started to do a little bit of gardening work. You know how, how kids are, right? Um, and now the mother was worried. Could it now be possible that my children will get AIDS? HIV, AIDS, because the, the gardener, he had blisters on his hand, and now maybe there are microscopic blood droplets on the tools, and now the children touched the tools, and uh, now maybe my children are going to get HIV AIDS. This was the, the worry of the mother, and that's why she called the university professor, and the university professor told this story to us um, at uh, in the lecture, and what was the result? The whole classroom started to laugh. The whole classroom laughed. We had a <laughs> how, how crazy can you be? I mean, <laughs> of course not. Yeah, I mean it was a, it was a, it was the joke of the day. You know, oh, it made our day. Yeah, uh, making fun of, of 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 this worried mother. It's not something to make fun of, okay? Because those people are authentically worried, okay? And I just wanted to to share this with you. And now here it comes the solution to to the question why this is not something to worry about. Um, first of all, um, it's like this: that the virus is extremely unstable. Okay, as soon as it's uh, um, in the air, it starts to oxidize very quickly, number one. Okay, so it's very unstable. Number two, um, HIV is not very infective. This means that you need a very a f a comparatively large dose of the virus even for you to become ill. So if you just transfer one virus particle into your blood, it's not nothing's going to happen because the immune system is going to take care of it. So HIV, there are other viruses that are significantly more infective. Okay, but HIV not. Yeah, um, and. Uh, and the third thing, uh, or fourth thing, is, is is this simply not the way that the virus uses to be spread? I mean, there are documented ways how HIV/AIDS is spread, and that is over uh, blood transfusions, over um, intravenous drug users who are sharing the needle, um, over unprotected sexual intercourse, yeah, and from mother to child during birth. Um, these are the documented ways, and not over um, other objects. Yeah. So this is a, 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 a real important thing that people don't know that the different pathogens they have a different preferred way of, of being transmitted. I mean, right now with the corona, um, it's it spread over the air. That is the preferred way for corona to be transmitted. Um, HIV, AIDS does not spread over the air. Yeah? There are other diseases that are spread over other pathogens. Disease-causing or microorganisms or viruses are called pathogens. Um, there are other pathogens that are spread over the food. Yeah, you, you don't get them over the blood, but you, you get it by, by eating them. I mean, the uh, salmonella, for example, is a, is a classic here, right? Um, if you eat, uh, um, you, that's why you should not eat raw chicken, yeah, or, or raw eggs, uh, because if there's salmonella bacteria on there, uh, they can be taken up and, and, and then they can cause massive diarrhea and an illness, right? Um, so, um, this is, um, uh, all of this stuff is very clear and, and, and documented. Um, and now there are, of course, uh, people now worried and then they say, oh, my gosh, HIV AIDS over blood. Could it not theoretically be possible that, uh, certain viruses are spread over mosquitoes? For example, a mosquito goes to one person, sucks some blood and then go flies to the next person and sucks blood over there. Okay. Is it not theoretically possible that to spread certain diseases? Like, yeah, of course there are. The malaria, for example, is, is passed on this way, but not other diseases. So scientists even made, made studies, gotta use again HIV AIDS, so to show that this was not, it's not transmitted this way. Huh? 
Um, having said that, uh, scientists are indeed worried that uh, maybe new variants of a virus now have also new ways of transmission, but then that's what they're testing, right? So they have actually made tests about mosquitoes and they tried to re-isolate um, uh, the virus and they could not do that. Huh? But of course, if there are new variants out, there, variants of viruses out there, of course, the scientists immediately try to study this to, to figure out whether there are indeed also new ways of transmission. Okay, so the point that I'm trying to say here is, is you see, I'm I'm so focused always on bacteria and viruses right now, uh, because these are the things that you have to deal with. But all of a sudden, I I'm receiving emails of a person who is worried uh, about contamination of his or her own blood, and this is something that I really didn't I didn't get it at the beginning. It's like this. I just show you. Um, about 15 years ago, this person cut his or her fingers, and there was a blood drop on the pillow. Okay, and so the blood dried up, and uh, the pillow was uh, kept away and locked away for uh, 15 years. Huh? That's what the email told me. And uh, then uh, she or he took uh, the pillow out, put a uh, cover on top of it. And uh, then now the worry is, is oh my gosh, uh, could it now be that some of those uh, blood cells on the pillow from the blood drop um, are now on the pillow cover and now spread over to the whole house? This is kind of the worry. And is the house still safe to live in? And the person actually considered or has already moved to a different apartment because um, he or she is so afraid of contamination of 15-year-old blood. And then I asked the person, well, I mean, uh, are you worried about HIV um, or hepatitis or something like this? And they said, no, of course not. Um, um, I don't have these things. I'm just worried about those those blood uh, um, particles yeah, that might have spread from the pillow into my the rest of my house. He says, what are you worried about? Is this, is this your own blood? I mean, for heaven's sake. No, no, I'm not worried about myself. I'm worried about my children. That they, yeah, what are you worried about? I mean, what is there to worry? Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. And so, of course, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, but what can I do to remove? Uh, how high is the probability that uh, the blood particles are passed on? Says, but forget about the blood particles. Uh, they're, they're not dangerous. Yeah, but they're 15 years old. Well, so what? Yeah. <laughs> and this is oh, why are you worried about that? I mean, if you're worried about, uh, uh, yeah, they're, but they're dead proteins in there. You, what do you mean? We're giving off proteins all the time. I mean, for example, in the skin, um, yeah, the, the top layer of the skin always sheds off, and it's a significant part of our house dust um, is human skin. Hair, for example, is 100% protein. Um, yeah, we got high hair lying around here. Um, why are you not worried about that, having 15-year-old hair lying in a corner? Yeah, that That's also from you, yeah? Um, yeah, it says, yeah, but what about the blood? It's 15 years old. Is it not harmful? And of course it's not harmful because the viruses, as I told you, are already dead. I mean, dead under quotation marks because they were not even alive in the first place. I mean, they're non-living particles. I mean, I know that, yeah? But simply just to use the language that the person understands, yeah? You should have moved house now. No, you don't have to move, uh, move, move the house because it's not dangerous, yeah? But it's, it's dead. 15 years old. It says, so? You see what I mean? Uh, we were kind of going in 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 in, in cycles um, where there was this very high irrational fear, um, where um, the pre people who have OCD are not accessible anymore to to scientific or rational explanations because fear starts to take over. And then they said, "You got to get the, the you're, you have uh, you have worry worries." And then and then person says, "Yeah, but I mean, I'm gonna wash my hands anyway a lot." Yeah, no, no, okay, Th that shows that you've got OCD. Yeah. No, but I'm not worried about myself. I'm worried about my children. You know, it's still OCD. Yeah. 
because there you see there is this comp uh, yeah this this, uh, this um, compulsive thinking um, of contamination and it's so irrational because there are many more blood spots that you cannot see why are you not worried about those right uh, what about, why are you not worried about i don't know dust that's carried into your house uh, which carries all sorts of, of of things on it yeah well all of those blood proteins not only blood proteins but 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 cells that you have out there they're part of our, na our natural environment um and uh, when we take them up into our body then our immune system is going to handle it and if our immune system were not to be able to handle it, I mean, then we as a human species would already be extinct anyway. So evolution took care of the whole thing. Yeah? It's part of our natural environment. And as a matter of fact, there are more bacteria growing on our body and in our body than we have body cells. About 10 to 15 times as many bacteria. It's possible because they are so much smaller. right? Um, so the point that I'm trying to say here is, is that those worries are all without basis at all. Um, and you should really look at the individual pathogen and then ask yourself, okay, is there really a problem with the transmission of this individual pathogen? I, I give you an example. If I were be bitten by a wild dog, I would be kind of really worried because this is indeed a, a case where uh, you can pass on rabies, which is a virus uh, dis disease, right? Um, so these are all known things, but there is no point and it's not meaningful in kind of creating artificial problems like, okay, there is a 15-year-old blood spot somewhere, and now maybe the dead body cells in this blood spot are now going to cause some kind of a disease, which I don't even know what it's supposed to be, but maybe it's going to cause some kind of disease. I'm not worried about myself, but about my children, and there's contamination everywhere, and I have to wash my hands, and come on. Okay? Uh, you see what I mean? Yeah? Um, there, it's absolutely uh, fabricated, um, and uh, I think uh, that this is something um, where one really has to say, forget about it. Yeah, worry about the right things. Make sure that your food, your meat is properly cooked. Make sure that you wash your hands after you went to the toilet. Make sure that water is cooked that you're using. Okay, if uh, you're in an area where there is uh, the problem of, of contaminated water, um, there are certain things of general hygienics that you can do. Wear a face mask when you're together with other people during Corona times. Okay. Uh, don't sneeze openly, but hold your hand or your armpit in, in, in front of your nose yeah, before you sneeze to prevent the spread of aerosols. I mean, there is the flu that we have every year. You try to prevent that. You get vaccinated. Do the reasonable things and, and not um, create worries or problems of things that are not to worry about. Okay, That's generally my recommendation. Um, no, seriously, the human immune system will take care of this. You should be worried about the right things, and the right things to be worried about are certain pathogens. Uh, like, for example, um, they're documented, like the, the corona pandemic that we're having right now. I mean, you got to wear face masks because those viruses are spread over the air. And I, I consider it fascinating, generally, that some people are not worried about that. They're, they're deniers or they don't wear face masks, even though there is a scientific, rational reason behind it to be worried. And then there are other people who are worried about things that are completely not to be worried about. Yeah. Um, so you see, this is something that I don't uh, fully understand. Uh, yeah. Where um, I don't know, it goes apart so much. I mean, I'll give you another disgusting example, just to make the my, my point here. Again, not an example that I invented. Again, at university, when you study microbiology, you learn a lot. Sometimes professors give disgusting little examples simply to. Yeah, to get a reaction from the audience. Is it okay? He was talking about the danger of, uh, or non-dangerous of, of dog poop. 
And in certain cities, <laughs> there is a lot of dog poop. Yeah, people love their dogs, and they're not cleaning it away. And um, what's going to happen to the dog poop? Yeah, lying on the somewhere. Right, um, it's gonna decompose. I mean, if you ever see dog poop lying somewhere, and uh, then check on it uh, every now and then, and every you're gonna see every day, it becomes a little bit more dried up, a little bit smaller. It starts to disappear. What happens to it? Well, of course, certain bacteria they decompose it and convert it to carbon dioxide, which we inhale. It's not a problem, but I mean, some of these particles of wind and weather, um, yeah, it makes dust. We inhale it. That's part of dust. Um, and we inhale it, it goes into our lungs, it's uh, caught in the mucus layer um, of our lungs, we cough it up, <coughs> okay? Then we have the mucus in our mouth and we swallow it, where the stomach acid is going to take care of the whole thing. Yeah. So ultimately, yeah, we are eating dog poop. Yeah. Um, yes, you, you see what I mean, um, but um, if it's not too much, yeah, it's not an issue. Yeah. Uh, the point is, is that uh, the human immune system is able to, to handle quite a bit. Yeah. Um, the things that I would be more worried about is, 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 uh, is, is, it's not mentioned. Is, is, um, in some countries, what you do is, is you have uh, this compost. Uh, if you have kitchen, uh, waste, for example, orange peels or apple peels or, uh, yeah, um, vegetables, pieces that you don't need, what you do is, is you collect those and you put it into a compost container, um, where it started to be converted to soil and to compost. I mean, this is a bioreactor. I mean, there are, there are so many bacteria in there. Yeah. Um, that is something where I'd be probably more worried about. Yeah? And the flies flying around there. Yeah? L millions of, of thousands, rather, of, of maggots. Yeah? Flies lying their eggs there who fly around. Yeah? You see, uh, that is something that I consider disgusting. Yeah? Okay? And that's something where you have to worry about. Or people during the summertime when they do a barbecue... They, um, yeah, they take the raw chicken out, uh, and they put the raw chicken on the barbecue, and then they don't change the plate, but put the cooked chicken back on the same plate where there was the raw meat juice. And that's something you should not do. Because there are, uh, salmonella possibly on there. Yeah, and you don't want to get diarrhea. Yeah, so there are certain things that you should take care of and you should be worried about, which are indeed, um, important for, for general hygienics. Yeah? Or washing your hands after you went to the toilet. Yeah? Is one thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and these are the things you have to worry about, right? And, and not some, some kind of, um, uh, fear of, of own dead blood, which is 15 year old. What does age have to do with that? I mean, it's going to be partially decomposed because bacteria take care of it and break this down. Also, um, uh, cosmic radiation, ultraviolet light and so on. Um, all of this is energy input that will actually break down organic materials over the years. Um, and of course, when it dries up, uh, then it's going to be preserved longer because uh, bacteria, in order to break down organic matter, need to have it moist. And if it's dry, it's of course not, uh, yeah, broken down quite as much. But actually, who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. People are afraid because they just see the spot, you know. But uh, why is it that they're not afraid of all of the other dead, under quotation marks, cells, yeah, and and human proteins that you have in your in, in your apartment? The, the, the dead skin, the dead hair, yeah, fecal particles. You go to the toilet and you flush the toilet. You've got uh, fecal particles splattering all over the place. Urine. Ah, yeah, but talking about urine, this is this funny, funny study that some uh, folks have done. This is to try to investigate how many, how much urine can you find on the peanuts that you find in in pubs, and bars. They usually have peanuts there, and they found so many so much urine on it. Why? Because the men they don't wash their hands after they went to the toilet, and they're just going into the peanuts and grabbing the peanuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but then I'm not so worried about that uh, because still, I mean, it's a disgusting idea because it just shows that there is a, a general lack of hygienics. Yeah. That is the things that, that I would worry about, but not, not some kind of a blood spot, um, that's found on a pillow, uh, where you're now afraid that some of the blood proteins are now going to spread over the apartment. There's contamination everywhere and they might cause illness. And I said, which illnesses there is? I don't know of any illness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You tell me because you're the microbiologist, you know. Come on. No, there is nothing. Yeah, but what can I do to avoid it? Should I move apartments? I said, Don't worry about it. Yeah? Yeah, but it's 15 years old. And I said, who cares? Yeah, but it's dead. Yeah, who cares? No, what do you mean it's dead? I mean, of course it's dead. I mean, they're, 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 why are you not worried about dead hair? Your hair is dead. Yeah? Why are you not worried about that? Yeah, but it's a, it's a blood spot. So, yeah, but... <laughs> Yeah, you see, we're going in cycles. Yeah, and this is where uh, what I mean when I say is, is uh, there is almost the only suggestion I have uh, have is, is you got to get the OCD treated. Yeah, um, because uh, there is is no rational there is no rational reason to be afraid of this. Yeah, I'd be more worried about fresh blood, honestly. If I've got some uh, a fresh blood spot somewhere, um, yeah, of a person who who might have um, yeah been who might be infected um, with hepatitis or, or whatever. Uh, I mean, that's something I would not touch. Yeah, but it's fresh blood. Yeah, because this can be and 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 is probably infective. Yeah. And, and I need to have a blood, a wound, of course, and then the blood has to enter my blood system, and, and then it's possible, of course, uh, that uh, pathogens um, are transmitted. Yeah. Or think about in the swimming pool. Do you know how many, uh, yeah, how, how much blood there is in the swimming pool? Yeah, hundreds of people swimming. So you see, um, we got to stay a little bit rational here. And uh, in summary, uh, what I can suggest is, is please be afraid of the right things, yeah, and not um, um, about things that, uh, yeah, that are no reason where there's no reason to be afraid of. Okay, yeah. So I've been rambling and maybe a little bit ranting as well. Um, but maybe you can also hear a little bit my own frustration um, um, about this issue because my own frustration because I'm not I was not able to provide a lot of help. And uh, so for this reason, I decided I'm just going to share this uh, with you a little bit. And if you um, are yeah, a researcher or research inclined or no, yeah, maybe you can, or maybe even an OCD expert, yeah, then, then maybe you can help out here. Uh, I am at the end of my wits, as you say, um, and I really don't know what further to say here. Uh, but I think uh, that um, when, when people are afraid of something, then it's surprising how... how yeah, destructive fear can be. Yeah, and uh, but uh, I, at the same time, I want to help. But at the same time, I'm feeling a little bit frustrated about the fact that I can't help. Well, I think I'm just gonna leave it at that now. I already talked to twenty minutes. Um, yeah, I wish you um all the best. And yes, <laughs> happy microbe hunting. <laughs> Use a microscope. Uh, that's quite interesting to observe uh, microorganisms under the microscope. Not all microorganisms are bad. Okay. Bye-bye. All the best. See you around next time.